Lots more we could talk about, but it was a, if you can't tell, it was a very, very full trip. One of the things about short-term missions, and I've gone on dozens and dozens of short-term mission trips over the years. I'm a big proponent of short-term mission trips, actually. Um, one of the things that's always true is that when you go, you're a blessing. But when you go, you end up getting blessed probably more than you become a blessing. God has a way of, because he always cares more about the minister than the ministry, and it's when you go and when you step out in faith and when you do anything for the kingdom of God, and in particular, in this case, a missions trip, I have found that I always come back more full, and, and, and God has met me, because you can't outgive God. You go to give, he'll give back. You cannot outgive God. And the same is true. I came back just refreshed in a lot of ways, challenged in a lot of ways, and I was praying what to share with you guys. And I just want to share two quick things. I'm not going to develop this at all, just the familiar text. But Jesus, several times in the, in, the, um, in the Gospels, used the metaphor of a field to describe um, how there's so many people that need to come to know God. He would talk about this in terms of a harvest. Are you familiar with that? Yes or no? And so, you know, uh, for example, in John chapter 4, the real familiar scene of the woman at the well, after that whole exchange, it says, Meanwhile, the disciples came back. They were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him something to eat? Jesus said, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do, do you not say there are four months and then comes the harvest? Look. I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest and already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life. That's an interesting phrase I don't want to develop right now, but gathering fruit for eternal life, ponder that. So that the sower and the reaper may rejoice together for here the saying holds true, one sows, another reaps. And we'll stop there. You guys know the story. They went through Samaria. Jesus interacts with the woman at the well, um, rocks her world, blows her mind. She goes back to Samaria to tell everybody what's going on. In the meantime, she's telling people, they start coming back. In the meantime, he's with his disciples. They're like, are you hungry? He's like, look, I'll tell you what, you know what's more satisfying to me than food? That's doing the will of my father. And he says something that's really interesting. If I could, if I could just say this, this is one of the words that God really put on my heart again. It's this, perspective. Perspective. One thing you always gain on trips like this, it's perspective. You get out of your routine, you get out of your status quo, and you get perspective. And I think what Jesus was doing here was giving his disciples some perspective. You got to think that they weren't comfortable there at all anyway. They didn't like the Samaritans. There's a racial line. In fact, it's a couple of the disciples later on will say, can we call down fire from heaven and smoke these fools? They didn't say it in those terms, but that's kind of what they said. There's all this racial tension. You know they're uncomfortable being there anyway. And they're like, Jesus, just eat something and let's get moving. And he says, you know what? No. Notice what he says. He says, look, lift up your eyes and see. That's three different ways of saying look. The first word he says look, it means pay attention. That's basically what that word means. Look, pay attention. Lift up your eyes. And then he says, and see. And the word see there is a different word from the word look, and it literally means perceive, understand. Stare at this and understand what I'm talking about. 
pay attention, lift up your eyes, and understand something, guys. You say the harvest is ready in four months when you're talking about agriculture, but I'm telling you right now, the harvest is ripe and ready. And that's, I think, a good word for us. Pay attention. Perspective. Lift up your eyes. And what this trip has done and trips in the past have done for me, it helps me lift my eyes. What do you mean? We can get our eyes down. We can get our noses down into the grind, not in bad things, in good things. Grinding away at work, grinding away at church, grinding away in the family, just our head down, moving forward slowly. But once in a while, we need to lift our eyes up and look around at what's really going on and get some perspective. And the perspective is this, is there is an entire world around us that needs Jesus. I know you know that this isn't a guilt gotcha or anything like that. I'm not saying we all got to go to foreign lands or whatever. But the harvest is ripe. The reaping is happening right now. And maybe you just need to look up into your family right now and look around at the kids in your house and, and remember it's not about just trying to get them to act morally okay and get through the next day, but this is your mission field. You got to pour Jesus into those kids or your neighbors, or the people you work with or that you go to school with. It's, we kind of just got to look up from the busyness, look up from the, just the grind and just, oh, remember again. The reason we're at where we're at is because there's a harvest all around us. Amen? And I also think it's good for us to lift our eyes beyond our little world, beyond our little family and beyond our little church and beyond our little island. It's good. This is our main mission field, our family and our island, because that's where we live. Amen? But I believe we're to also lift our eyes beyond that because if we're not careful, we can think that life begins and ends with our little island life. But the reality is, is I drove through town after village after city where literally thousands of thousands and thousands and thousands of people live where there's either no church or some wrong church. And we're back. You guys get the point. We can't forget. We can't forget that the harvest is plentiful. Amen? In fact, that's the second one I'll talk about. Not only perspective, but urgency. In uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 37, Jesus said this, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. How many of you guys have read that verse? We've all read it. This is just me reminding us of what we already know. The harvest is plentiful. What harvest? The men and the women, the boys and the girls all around us in our homes and our families on this island and beyond this island. And what Jesus said is really fascinating. He says the harvest is plentiful. It's great, meaning it's massive. It's huge. But the amount of workers is few. There's just literally not enough people to go out and do the work. So what does he say? Pray earnestly. We all can't go off into the mission field. I understand that. This is one of the few things where you're like, I just don't know what to pray for. Here's the one of them where Jesus said, let me tell you exactly what to pray for. Pray, but listen, pray how? Earnestly. The word earnestly means to beg and plead with urgency. Beg and plead with urgency to the Father that he will send workers 
out into the field because the harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. And let me add this. It's not in the text. I'm just going to add this in. And the time is short. Amen? I don't know exactly how that's going to apply to your life today because I know that for the uh, 9 out of 10, if not you know, 99 out of 100 of us, we're just, you know, we, we have our houses, we have our jobs, we have our sphere of influence, and God wants to use you in that context. And I, I'm praying that God will ignite your heart to be about sowing the seed and reaping and sharing Christ and looking for opportunities when you go to the store and you go to work and you go to church and you go to school. But also, may we have it more of a global mindset, understand that we need to pray for the bigger picture. And I would also say, if I could be so bold, I hope that some of you get off this island sometime. Because there's a whole world out there that needs missionaries. And we all can't stay on the island. If God's called you here, then you're here and you be here. But if God's called you out of here, then go and get off the island and go plant a church somewhere. I'm, I'm praying that God will raise up young men that will go be church planners and missionaries. You don't have to be a young man to be a missionary. We need young women too, but we need men that will go and plant churches. Man, the, the world needs Jesus, guys. I, I, again, I'm not, this is not trying to guilt anybody into anything. I told you, it's just a matter of perspective. Just a little, oh man. You mean life's not all about just me cruising and having a... Exactly. The harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. Pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest that he might send out workers into his harvest. Amen. Let's pray together right now for that. Can we just pray? Let's pray. Let's just pray earnestly. Let's do what Jesus said. If you want to get on your knees, get on your knees. If you need to respond, if God's spoken to you, now speak back to him. However that may work out in your life. Maybe it's just a matter of saying, you know, Lord, I've been a little too focused on me and my life and my thing. How do you want to use me here on the island? How can you use me at work tomorrow? Who am I supposed to, to pray for? Who am I supposed to actually talk about Jesus to? So, Father, we come right now and we, we bow our hearts before you and we say thank you so much that somebody shared Jesus with us, Lord. Thank you so much that somebody went out of their way and talked to us and put up with us when we were just being stupid and rebellious and hard to talk to and you didn't give up on us. Thank you, Lord, for sending those workers into our field. And God, I just want to pray right now as a church that we would have that mindset, Lord, that, man, we're on mission. We've been sent. Lord, I pray that we would have a mission mindset at school and at work and at, on this island, Lord, full of just focus, Lord, for the kingdom. Father, I pray that we would even have a heart for, for those in other places of the world, maybe on the mainland or maybe in other countries or whatever, Lord. Help us to go if you call us to go. Help us to give if you call us to give. Lord, we want to pray right now that you would send out workers, raise people up. Father, I pray for anybody in this room that you might be speaking to, saying, you're going to go. I pray, God, they would respond to that. And I pray, God, that they would surrender to your will. Father, we love you and we praise you. We want to be about your business until you come back. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Russia. Obviously, it's just heavy on my heart and mine tonight because I just got back, but we just want to pray for them that they would grow in you. Lord, we pray the churches would flourish. We pray against the enemy. We pray for all of those pastors that you refresh them and bless them. Lord, we pray for 
discipleship. We pray for just your covering over every one of those churches. We pray for repentance for the ones who've gone astray. And we just commit it all to you. In the name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen. Amen. Hey, let's applaud the Lord. Why don't you stand right now? Why don't you greet one another, give each other a hug and a high five and a handshake and pray for them or something and you're dismissed.